Who even are the Missouri Tigers? We're going to talk about it today on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. We're going to talk about this matchup coming up on Saturday night in Columbia, Missouri. Mm. Georgia's offense versus Missouri's defense. <laughs> I think you know who has the advantage there. Georgia's defense versus Missouri's offense. I think you also know who has the advantage there, but let's go ahead and talk about it today on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Locked On Bulldogs, here on Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, and if you don't know about Bet Online, we're going to tell you a little bit about them, but also come back tomorrow where we're going to be doing yep. all of them bets like the points that you should be laying and giving to Mizzou to start the game. Lay them. Lay the points. We'll talk Lay about em. that more. Uh, but today we got three things. It's the initial look ahead to Missouri. We got done with Kent State. We are done uh, being our old hens. Uh, we're moving on. We're we done. are moving on to Cincinnati. Daniel. It's close. It's not quite Cincinnati. It's, it's, Missouri look, is basically Ohio, if I could say it. it really if is I could the, just say it. Everybody needs to hear it, Daniel. Nobody people wants to hear it, but they need to. Yeah, they need to. They need, they to, need to Thank you. Um, so yeah, it's we're basically on to Cincinnati yeah. uh, in the form of Missouri. Uh, we've got three things to talk about. Really, we're going to talk about the offense, defense breakdown for each side, how their offense stacks up, how our our offense stacks up against their defense, and then some initial look aheads. There's some injury news coming out of Missouri. They are down. They're very, very prolific, very, very fast wide receiver. Or are they? Hmm. Who, knows? who knows? Who um, knows? Daniel, you. You and I are, are famous for not believing any head coach in college football when they say things because they don't have to say anything. And if you think they owe you an explanation, please get a life. I don't know what else to explain to you. Yeah. Um, so who knows on injury report, but it seems like they might be out a wide receiver, might be out of inside linebacker, which would be two huge blows, probably their best defensive player and their best offensive player down for this game against Georgia, which would be catastrophic for any chance of making this cover happen uh, for Mizzou. Uh, but Daniel, let's start on the offensive side of the ball for old Drinkovitz, uh, okay. who I've, I've been seeing get a lot of uh, of bet uh, odds for being fired, the next coach fired. And I'm thinking to myself, I, I don't know if that's possible at Mizzou. I think they're happy with what they got. I don't think they're happy with what they've got, but I don't think that they're ready to fire him. I think you're seeing those odds because the next coach to get fired just beat Eli Drinkovitz yeah, in the last game. And so people are sort of maybe naturally assuming, but the difference is the standards at Auburn and Missouri are drastically different. And uh, Auburn knows that they made a terrible mistake in their coaching hire. Missouri, I'm not sure they do. Eli Drinkovitz, supposedly an offensive guru, but this year's Missouri offense, Clint, you mentioned mm. Luther Burden is down with injury question mark or is he quitting the team well that's oh. probably more than likely what's happening i who knows what's going on but this is this five-star kid that inexplicably committed to missouri realizes that he's made some terrible life choices and made a horrible mistake 
he gonna be correcting that mistake this offseason um oh, this, yeah. you're looking at the next jermaine burton is what you're looking at in Luth- <laughs> but, luther burton but i think luther has some talent daniel if i was to be honest well alabama is where talented wide receivers go to die and if you disagree with me, just read the receipts from all you Alabama fans in the offseason talking to me about what a talented wide receiver you stole from my program. Oh, no. And now he dead and gone. He oh, gone. No. Uh, let's talk about that. Daniel, let's, let's talk through that incredible offensive guru. Then. Okay. Let's, so let's do that. The run game's not been great for Missouri this season. It, um, they've got kind of a two, maybe three headed back Pete, probably their number one guy. The running game has not been great, but it was better against Auburn. Auburn does not have the talent on defense that Georgia does, but we have just gotten finished saying that Georgia doesn't have the talent on the defensive front, uh, on this year's team nearly that they did last year, which is not a surprise to anyone. They did establish a little bit of ground game against Auburn, which I do think they're going to try to lean on, especially with yes, Burden uh, out, uh, if he, in fact, is out. Uh, I do think they're going to try to lean on that ground game against Georgia. And so defensive line play and inside linebacker play, as we've said for the last two days on the podcast, is going to be critical, I think, for Georgia in this matchup. 100%. They're going to rely on that. Drinkovitz likes mixing some things up. I don't think he has a quarterback that he typically would say that he wants for his system. They can't get it on the edge. They can't do the quick hitters. Uh, a la a little bit of Oregon. They have a little bit of that in their offense, but this offense is not great by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, fourth to last in the SEC in points per game. Uh, their rush game is not that great. Passing yards equally not as great, Daniel. I mean... 209 yards per game passing is not going to cut it against Georgia and this offense because I don't know if if anybody has seen rankings so far, but we have the fourth best offense in the entire nation, not just the SEC. Now, hold on. Yeah, okay. But we are so conservative. We're very conservative. Very. Oh, wait. No, we're not. But, no, no, we're not. No, no, we're not. No. As evidenced today, when we get another wide receiver coming out and committing to the G, uh, it's fantastic said, to see. He said, secure my spot. Yeah. Listen, he said, I need to get in now because there ain't going to be no more scholars left for me. No. I don't get in now. So I need no, to No, let me tell you I'm here. Uh, so yeah. Mizzou's going to have to have a prolific attack. I don't think they're going to have it. I think they don't match up too well. Uh, with this defense, I think other defenses could, but I don't think our other offensive could match up well. Right. Right, I, I right. don't think they do so much. Um, Dominant our de- physical offensive line. That That's the offense that should make you go, ooh, if you're a Georgia fan. That's not what this Missouri team and Eli Drinkovitz has. And so no. I don't think there's much reason to be concerned at all. I expect the defense to come out and flex a little bit in this game. Yes, sir. I don't think Missouri's scoring that that many points. That's no. that's not going to be great. Let's let's shift though, and let's talk about our offense against their defense right after this. But first, I want you know about Bet Online. Bet Online is the place that you should go to wager all of your bets, take your hard-earned cash, and get over to Bet Online. They are the official sports book of Locked On Bulldogs as well as Locked On Podcasts, Locked On Atlanta, everywhere that you need. 
whether it's parlays, whether it's over-unders, whether it's point spreads, whether it's season win totals that you've already missed out on, but you're already looking at cashing each game is important for Hawaii and that under for that Vandy and that under for that Kansas over that has already hit. That's and just Vandy's already cashed their over. So that Vandy under ain't going to cash. Ain't so. going to cash. No. Uh, Vandy surprising some folk with that. Uh, Bet online is the place that you can go ahead and do that. Uh, you're the official sports book of Locked On Bulldogs. All right, Clint. Let's move to the uh, offensive side of the ball for Georgia and yes, the sir. defensive side of the ball for Missouri. What do you see in this Missouri defense? You mentioned the inside linebacker injury news already. Um, what do you see in this Missouri defense, and how do you see Georgia's offense trying to attack it? Here, here's what's actually a little bit weird about Mizzou's defense. Now, they haven't played elite talent quite yet, and last week's game was a little odd. Auburn, if you want to talk about prolific offenses, Auburn does not have that. They have no clue who their quarterback is right now. They don't know who. Uh, they don't know what they have in Tank, which is, again, just a crying shame. I feel so bad for that young man because he should be a Heisman candidate, and he's not down in Auburn. Mizzou actually doesn't have a horrible defense, Daniel. It's not awful by any stretch of the imagination, okay? It's actually pretty good for Missouri standards. I was just going to say, it feels like Barry Odom is down there coaching them again. Just You can only mm. always count on good defense, solid tackling, solid play. Uh, they are fifth in the SEC in total defense. Uh, again, that is with the Auburn game last week and some weird things happening on that. But still, nonetheless, um, I, I think they got some players. I, I don't think we're going to be able to... Uh, uh, but, well, depending on how the wide receiver situation shakes out for our own injury side, uh, which come on, AD, what's up, brother? Get, get right in a hurry. We need you. Uh, I actually think we might see a little bit the same as last week, Daniel, where our wide receivers are struggling to get open against this secondary for Mizzou. Uh, and maybe, maybe Monk's going to have to create some specialized weapons against it. I do question a little bit, Clint, when you look at what Missouri's done on defense. It does seem like the pass defense is the strength. If you just look at the numbers and you look at what they've done, it seems like the Missouri's pass defense is the strength. But you have to take into account, as you just said, they've laid all the their two biggest games of the season this year, they have lost. Yes. They lost barely last week to Auburn in a game that they should have won. But Auburn is starting TJ Finley because he's the better quarterback. Let that sink in. That should tell you everything you need to know about the, the Plains Eagles, okay? So, they played Auburn, who cannot throw the ball, period. The other big game they played this year was against Kansas State, the Purple Cats. They got waxed by Kansas State. Now, in a normal season, you would say, oh, Kansas State beat them by a million points. But Kansas State is a pretty good football team. I'm not Kansas sure if, State, you, if you live Kansas in State Oklahoma. Kansas State a whole lot of people. I'm not sure if you live in Oklahoma and you listen to this podcast, but if you do, then you can probably drop a, a little note in the comments and let everybody let know, know that Kansas State's know. a good football team. Uh-huh. But Kansas State is quarterbacked by the one and the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Adrian Martinez, formerly yes, of sir. Scott Frost in Nebraska fame. Now, How bad is Scott Frost, Daniel? Oh, my gosh. Okay, sorry. It's ugly. I digress. Adrian Martinez... I know he threw it around against Oklahoma, but go back and watch the Missouri game. Adrian Martinez was not throwing the ball around against Missouri. No, he was not. That was absolutely Kansas State demolishing them on the ground. They didn't even want to throw the ball. They didn't try to throw the ball. So on the one hand, yes, Missouri's pass defense has looked stout this year. They have not played a passing offense that even 
remotely resembles your Georgia Bulldogs. No, and sir. So I will tell you, as the guy that now everybody listening to the podcast thinks hates Georgia and is completely <laughs> down on Georgia and thinks we're never going to win another game and blah, blah, blah. I will tell you that um, Georgia is far and away in terms of passing game in a different class and realm than anybody yep. that Missouri's even considered going up against this year. And I think that's going to show out on Saturday. I don't expect Missouri to have much success. Some people are saying maybe Georgia comes in strong run attack, rush attack, which is fine, except what's Kenny Mack's health? What's the Close. what's the status of the you know the running back room as a whole? We I don't know that you're going to see that being leaned upon. We need A.D. Mitchell back, but we know what we have in Lab McConkie. We know what we have in those tight ends. And then I expect you're going to see maybe some bounce-back performances, hopefully, from some of those other wide receivers, whether yes, it's Rosemary Jackson, whether it's Kieras getting more touches, whether it's Don Blaylock getting more involved, uh, or it's one of the young guys. I think you're going to see Georgia do what it's done every game this season. Todd Munkin has made no bones about it. He has come out yep. throwing that football. That's exactly and that, look, I know I know that the first the second play of the game was a 75-yard run by Brock Bowers, but Todd Munkin has come out aggressive throwing the ball early and often in these games all season and I expect that you're going to see that on Saturday night. Yeah, Lad McConkey's going to get his number called early in this game as a signal that we are fine with him, the team's fine with him, he's going to bounce back, he's going to be just fine. Um, now, I do. people have been asking, where's Big O? Where's Big O in this offense? Well, Big O's doing his things. He's getting looks on the sideline. He's getting looks over the middle. He's getting the targets. He's making fantastic catches, by the way. Uh, it's quite yep. incredible what he did last game. That throw by Stett wasn't as accurate. He got it. Um, but the other thing Big O does really, 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 really well to unleash 77-yard runs by Brock Bowers is block yep. on the edge and demolish people. So... I know catching and receiving and like those are good stats, but this offense does not happen. Brock does not get that run without Big O blocking, and it's this incredible thing. And I, I think we're going to see uh, it, a again. The playbook was thin against Kent State. It ain't going to be thin against Mizzou um, because a lot of a lot of people want to eat Daniel, especially after bad performance, and they're going to eat often and early. Yeah. Uh, we're we're going to come back. Talk about a few more things, but first, one we'll let you know about LinkedIn. Daniel, have you heard about LinkedIn before by any chance? I know all about LinkedIn. Okay, it's thank the place you. That you post your job for free, and you get the exact right candidate that you need. Look how this time. happens. Now, They've many got of you four hundred billion candidates for you. They to have choose from. they have more candidates than there are populating the Earth right now. Extraterrestrial candidates coming down, Daniel. Yikes. We got we got we got meteors or asteroids being hit by satellites. That man, he's a candidate for a job that you have. Whether Whatever your job is, get the right candidate that you need quick and for free by going locked on linkedin.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free. Get a whole gaggle of networks, tons and tons of professionals, tons and tons of people to get the right candidate that you need for your job. Bypassing all the stupid, ludicrous resume, shifting through interview questions. Don't do that. Post your job for free. LinkedIn slash locked on college. So overall thoughts on the Missouri game, Clint. Um, I think here's the thing about Eli Drinkwitz to me. 
as just a not not as an offensive guy, but as a program guy. Yep. Here's what you notice the more Missouri football you watch. And I don't recommend watching a ton of Missouri football don't because do it. it's not it's not ideal. But the what you notice as you watch more and more Missouri football is there are two Eli Drinkovitzes. There's there's Eli Drinkovitz, the coach in games that he has a chance to win, that mm-hmm. he's that he's a competitive team. And then there's Eli Drinkovitz in games where he's completely outclassed by the opponent. And actually, I think the better coach happens when he's completely outclassed. Because when Eli Drinkovitz gets in these games, like, prime example is last week against Auburn. Yep. He's the better coach. Yep. He, he has the better team. This isn't hard against Auburn. It, neither of these things are hard against Auburn. But he's got them. But he plays so conservative. He plays yeah. so scared. He he just squeezes that thing and tries desperately not to lose it. But that's not, if you're a Georgia fan, that's not the Missouri that Georgia sees every year. You no. remember from years past, what Eli Drinkovich is going to come out pulling out all the stops in this game. I don't care if Luther plays or not. They're going to be they're going to be bombing it on this Georgia secondary. They are yes. going to be taking some shots on this Georgia secondary, because Eli Drinkovich sees that there's potentially some soft spots back there on the secondary, and he knows that if he can buy his quarterback a little time, and they can get 50-50 balls up in the air, that they might be able to win some of them. And he knows that that's the only prayer that he has of staying in this game. And so, while I said that I think they're going to try to establish the run because I do. I also think this is going to be a spot where Eli Drinkovitz is going to come out trying to pull out literally all of the stops because that's just typically the way that he coaches in these games. The more competitive the game, the tighter he gets and the worse he gets as a coach, in my opinion, which is why so many Missouri fans are frustrated with him. But in these types of games, he's just going to let it loose, and I think you're going to see the best kind of effort from Missouri. Now, whether or not it's going to be enough, it's not. So it's I was not. Gonna, I was going to say that remains to be seen, but it does not remain to be seen. We know. We have seen it already. It's not going to be enough. But yep, that's that's who Eli Drinkovitz is, and that's why he doesn't scare me as a coach. Look, I don't know if you guys remember early on in his career, he came out a couple of games. Uh, first year, beat LSU, uh, played competitive against South Carolina Vanderbilt beat them Arkansas uh but these games that he put up he's putting up 50 burgers he's putting up 40 on a consistent basis Daniel um that's what he got his namesake in is these kind of they're not gadgety it's not the Gus bus um it's Appalachian State which has some acumen for coaching down there and yeah he he's gonna go ahead and take some risks now I think he met the SEC buzzsaw and realized that they're all good coaches. That heck, Sam Pittman over there, he's he's an offensive guru if he's in the Sun Belt, and it's Sam Pittman, for crying out loud. Yep. Um, you got to raise your game up. He's, he's going to come in scrappy. That's Eli's motto with this team. They're going to play tough defense. Uh, they're going to take their shots because it it's the only way they're going to be able to do it because they can't out-athletic us. They can't out-power us. Um, they don't have the hogs up front, and they don't have the the 
the guys on the running game to do it a la Kentucky. Kentucky might not have an overpowering offensive line, but they still have kind of the tenacity, the the culture in that team. And that's what we're talking talking about coaching culture. There's X's and O's, and then there's just the team embodying yourself, right? And you see that at Georgia all the time. We embody Kirby. I mean, we are fighting and scrapping for everything. We're getting pissed off and giving up first downs and getting excited, getting the first down late in the fourth quarter, something like that. So um, you're right. Don't expect Mizzou to lay down. Okay. Uh, expect them to continue taking their shots. Expect yeah, Eli. A team. This is it, a, this is a team with a lot of fight. This is and, one of the worst teams in the sec. Correct. But they're going to be Vanderbilt by two touchdowns. It's not like and Vanderbilt's improved. And Vanderbilt's improved. I, it's not. This is not a a cupcake. But I do think they're totally outclassed. They are outclassed. And if they had any shot of sneaking up on Georgia, that has gone and oh, passed. So they, that window be closed. They need to write a strongly worded letter to the to the athletic director at Kent State, reprimanding him for. Say, you, you stole our thunder, bro. We were, yeah. we were supposed to be that team. We what were happened? Do that. We were going to try to do that. Um, hey, come back tomorrow for our official preview, our score prediction of the game, as well as on Friday. Tell you what, we're nervous, excited, don't sleep on. This has been Locked On Bulldogs here on Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll see you guys tomorrow. See ya.